Balling on a budget? We have tips and tricks to make your bucks go further. So my whole strategy is really investing in the market itself as a whole rather than um, investing in individual companies. I do that specifically because one, I am lazy, so I don't want to do all the technical research and keeping up with what's happening in this, that particular company to make sure it's still a good investment. I just want to be able to say, oh, I think tech is a good industry and I want to put my money in there and get an ETF that actually captures the entire thing because that way, regardless of where whether one company fails or does well, it really doesn't matter in the greater scheme of things because chances are I already have whatever company is going to succeed at the end of the day. So that really is like my strategy. So I like to like describe it to people as betting on the entire match instead of betting on a particular team. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications. Your cool guide to investing. Easy. <laughs> My name is DJ At Large and welcome to the Easy Desert Podcast, your cool guide to investing. So, fantastic news. We recently celebrated the podcast having more than 100,000 downloads from listeners around the world. Woohoo, some great, great things. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to press play and for giving us some positive feedback. You are the podcast. We need you. We love you and we want to take you across this beautiful journey as you start to own the market and sometimes it's better to hear from other investors when you're new to investing to hear about their stories why do they invest how did they get started what are they currently investing in and what do their portfolios look like so today we have one such investor we'll be cooking up a great portfolio with Tando Ndrovo, a financial education content creator this woman is amazing she's got a a massive passion for teaching people and helping them to build their wealth and of course she's got an awesome youtube channel and today we'll be taking a look into her portfolio tando welcome to the easy desert podcast thank you and congratulations on a hundred thousand downloads that is fantastic oh man it's such a beautiful thing you know to be taking this huge group of people who are getting excited about investing and people like yourself play such a big role because your community is then interested in investing and then eventually they come onto the podcast so i should be saying thank you to you actually <laughs> So, Tanda, out of interest, of course, we're having this conversation online remotely. Where are you currently based at the moment? I am currently in Bali, Indonesia. Um, I've been here for like two months now. And how is it so far, having left home and now you're in this new foreign but beautiful land? <laughs> I must say, I love it. But to be honest, I like I miss the pub, hey? Like, I really miss pub. <laughs> also, it's pub that you're missing more than anything else. More than anything else. So if anyone can send me, like, maize meal, I will, like, highly appreciate it. <laughs> we will make a plan. So I've got a random uh, money question for you, right? If your investment portfolio could speak, what do you think it would say about you? Oh my God, I think it would probably expose me for being like a lazy investor because my portfolio is a very lazy portfolio. It's kind of like a, like a set it and forget it type of thing. I don't think about it much. I just set it, I make sure I invest every month and that's it. Um, I can't remember the last time I actually like moved anything around in my portfolio. So it would say I'm lazy. <laughs> 
and boring probably would you say not only lazy and boring but a bit cautious as well because i think investing is also about being cautious well i guess cautious maybe okay. um but at the same time i have such a huge like time horizon so i really don't mind like the waves of the market so some of like the exchange rate funds that i like i own are pretty volatile um they're not something that someone would like hold if they're like mm. like low risk um tolerance so I, d- i definitely do have a high risk tolerance i just don't like rebalancing and thinking about it too much ah oh, makes sense so i know you're all about fun and games and i want to keep you on your investment toes by playing a game uh, are you keen yeah of course let's go i know it's a game you know it's called never have i ever i've got three statements for you i'll read them out and then i sort of want to get a, a sense from you of where you are first one is never have i ever bought a stock because of social media hype i will admit when i first started investing um and i was just trying to figure out what 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 the stock market is and what investing is um i think i came around like a few posts about how well capitex is doing um and you know how easy equities like i don't know if they still do this but back in the day they would give you like 50 runs when you start investing mm-hmm. i took that money and invested it in capitex having done like no research at all <laughs> so i have I have definitely invested out of just like hype but I will admit I think Capitec has been doing well to yeah, be honest so yeah, yeah. maybe it wasn't that bad of a of a of a choice True. I think sometimes social media isn't a bad thing if you're following people who actually do the research they're reputable they've got the information uh, because I'll be honest I'm a lazy investor so I'll use those types of resources to get information because doing technical analysis being some Einstein genius I'm not about that so sometimes social media uh, can can de- definitely help. Uh let's get into the second statement, right? Never have I ever showed off my investment portfolio online. I have not um and I don't think I'll ever do that to be honest because I feel it kind of puts pressure on people especially when they're like starting out mm-hmm. because if someone is like 100,000 rand in their portfolio they've probably been investing for a little bit you know like in just if you're starting out and you only have like your 200 rands it might be like a little disheartening <laughs> to think that other people with such big big portfolios but outside of like the online space I definitely do talk about my portfolio a lot in my private life okay. So I do show like my partner how my things are doing especially when they're doing well. It's like really nice to like show someone and be like, "Oh, look, look. Like I I did something right, you know?" Yeah. And and I think with with social media, I think it's it's about the intention, right? There's some people that are posting it to show off, but there's some people that are posting it to show that it's actually possible to build wealth. So it's individuals who will say, "I actually started with 100 rand or 1000 rand. I've just been consistent and I've been sacrificing and this is where I am and this is where you can get to." So I, I think it's about the intention but more often than not it's a little bit of a show off type of thing but i do not judge <laughs> so let's let get into let the people do their thing let the people do their thing so let's get into the third and last statement never have i ever sold a stock to buy a luxury item this will make me sound like a little bit of a guru to shoes because i've never done that i've actually never sold any of my investments to date mm-hmm. so no i've never touched my investments just yet i know you were a, a good investor and i think that leads us into our next question really well your money story so you know i'm very curious to know you know why did you start investing um how did you discover easy equities and what's kept you in this journey because you've moved from a space of i'm interested in investing i am an investor to I'm educating my community about investing and I'm just keen to know what that journey looks like. Oh man, I think like 
as it is for all of us essentially like when you start out you know nothing really right you're trying to figure out i think more, most of us started at a point where we're just like wow I'm not making progress with the, with my finances like what am I working for and that's really where I kind of started because um when I like graduated from university um as it so hard in South Africa to get a job and everything I struggled and then once I got that job I realized that like I was still struggling like I still like didn't have a job because I'd be broke by like like the mid like mid month and that just wasn't like the way I wanted to live life so that's when I started doing research like okay like how do people manage their money what does it mean to like manage your money and actually make progress build wealth for me at that point it was just like I just wanted to be stable not be broke before like my next paycheck and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole like learning about personal finance and I came across the fire movement that's really way like everything kind of fell into place for me because sure like the personal finance education stuff was was good and I was learning a lot from it but it wasn't giving me like the motivation or the inspiration to say okay this is what I'm going to be aiming for this is why I'm doing this outside of just stability and when I found out about the fire movement which I think for a lot of people they might not know it um fire sense for financial independence retire early i kind of found my passion there you know like it gave me a reason to do what i was doing gave me a reason to want to increase my income want to live below my means want to invest in things like that after i found that i started implementing a lot of the principles in my own life and i started making progress within my own life obviously making mistakes um along the way but what i was realizing is that i was kind of learning all of the stuff and like trying it out in isolation in a sense because i didn't have people around me that were interested in money or interested in talking about investing and saving and budgeting and all of that stuff so i kind of went online to find other people that would be interested in the same things as i am interested in and i feel like my brand kind of started off by mistake really because i was i was just out there looking for a community and i ended up starting a community and in terms of like educating people what i try to do really is kind of teach people as i learn because i feel like you you can never know it all like at any given point you'll never know it all so i always try and share what i'm learning as i go along um especially with taxes that's like one of the things i'm really intrigued by currently is like taxes and their impact on how you build wealth and things like that so i share that information is I learn it as well. So I'm kind of taking people along the journey with me because as you know, DJ Large, I want to retire early and by the time I get there, I want to be able to say guys, you guys can't come here and say how did I do it when I have a thousand videos on YouTube talking about that that exact thing. So I'm kind of building up this journey so that when I actually achieve my goal, other people can actually go back and see like how I actually did it. Oh man, what a beautiful story um in terms of how you started and where you are and these goals that you've set that you've obviously linked to the fire movement and luckily for us we actually recorded an episode around it uh, a couple of of weeks ago so our listeners can always rewind back and I know your goal is to retire 35 is that correct? Yes, it is. Are we are we on track? Is everything going well? Listen, it's going so well. <laughs> Let me just say I love that. I <laughs> it love is that. going well. Um so the idea is to retire at 35, but if it happens earlier than that I'm more than happy. And I would like to like just clarify here when I talk about retirement, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just like sitting around doing nothing. Mm. It just means that I I'll reach a point where I don't need to do anything for money anymore. So and and I think that's such a powerful space to be in financially. It definitely is and I think that's the crux of investing. You want people to 
take ownership of their lives, of their destinies, of how they live. And money is such an important uh, part of that. Um, in terms of your investment strategy, because obviously it's aligned to FIRE, it's aligned to the fact that you want to retire at 35. How would you describe your investment strategy? So like I said before, like my portfolio is pretty lazy. I did a lot of research in terms of like what winning formulas are out there. You know, you find so many articles out there about what you should invest in, what you should invest in. And what I found fascinating with studies around whether like picking stocks was more successful than just trying to get whatever the market returns by investing in exchange rate funds, by investing in index funds. So my whole strategy is really investing in the market itself as a whole rather than um, investing in individual companies. I do that specifically because one, I am lazy, so I don't want to do all the technical research and keeping up with what's happening in, this, in that particular company to make sure it's still a good investment. I just want to be able to say oh i think tech is a good industry and i want to put my money in there and get an etf that actually captures the entire thing because that way regardless of whether one company fails or does well it really doesn't matter in the greater scheme of things because chances are i already have whatever company is going to succeed at the end of the day so that really is like my strategy so i like to like describe it to people as like betting on the entire match instead of betting on a particular team Ooh, I like that. I like that so much. So in terms of your focus on ETFs and the index and as you say, focusing on the entire game instead of the individual teams, what would you say then are the key ingredients to cooking up a great portfolio? So even when you are selecting these ETFs, what are you actually looking for to give you a great balance and to give you some diversification as well? So I think you've already said it. Diversification is probably one of the most crucial things with any like portfolio, whether you're investing in individual stocks or if you're investing in exchange rate funds or a mix of both. And I think like one of the most crucial things to do when you're investing in, in ETFs is, yes, it is for us lazy investors, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that there's no research involved, right? So there is a lot of research that goes behind it um, initially. And you can find like the, like the minimum disclosure document is a pretty good document to look at when you're trying to decide whether or not an ETF is for you. So I read those documents. I try to see how it's been performing in the past 10 years, see what companies are actually, because it will give you the top 10 companies within that ETF. And that gives you a pretty good idea of what mix is is in there as well as the industry exposure as well, which will give you an idea of like um, diversification too. So I try and really look at all of that data within the exchange rate funds. And on top of that, another thing that I really take seriously is just making sure that I get like the best deal for my money because I don't have millions of rands to invest, right? So I want to make sure I maximize whatever amount that I have, which means that I'm trying to get the ETF or the broker that will allow me to invest with as little fees as, as possible, right? Instead of me having to pay too much money and ending up like actually like eating into the potential profits. I think that's some fantastic ingredients, well thought out, well balanced. And I know there might be people listening for the first time and they're like, what is an ETF? So luckily for us, we did have the ETF queen, Nerina Fissa, in part of season two where she explained what an ETF is and she basically uses an analogy of a 
cake and the constituents or the companies that form part of an etf are like the ingredients of a cake so go back and rewind but i think tando yours is quite balanced it's it's, it's well thought out um you're thinking about all these things in order to build your wealth uh, in terms of these etfs right because that's what formulates your portfolio what have been the three best performing this year and what have been the three worst performing where you're like it's not looking good but i'm holding on what's what's it looking like i feel like this year has actually been rough hey i don't know how everyone else's portfolios have been <laughs> but i've been trying to avoid looking at my portfolio for a while but i think like it's so hard to like judge like the performance of an etf like three months down the line in the year because by the time we get it to december the worst performing etf could be the best performing etf no one knows right but always my winners fourth industrial revolution etf for from signia i absolutely love that one it always gives me so much returns and i think i'm actually still getting a, a good return from that one because i didn't necessarily invest in it recently i've had it for a few years now in my portfolio so as you guys know like what it depends on whatever price you buy in at right which is why being able to invest regularly monthly and getting like an average price it really plays in your favor in the long run the Citrix World ETF, I absolutely love that one. It has been taking a bidding, but it, that's just because it literally captures the entire like market and the world right now is going through a lot. <laughs> oh yes, and then my third favorite one. I think this is like the favorite for a lot of like personal finance educators and stuff. It was recently bought by FNB, if I'm not mistaken, but that's the Ashburton 1200. Absolutely love that one because that's like an ETF of ETFs. Like what? mind-blowing right um so those are like my three like favorite ones and like a fun fact is actually when i started investing and started investing in etfs i invested in quite a few etfs before i actually was able to settle on on a few and i think that's kind of like part of the journey and if someone's like listening to this and they have like eight etfs in their portfolio and they're just like i don't even know what i'm doing it's fine you'll you'll realize at some point you're like okay cool this one's working for me this one's not working for me then you'll start streamlining your money more um towards the stuff that actually works for you because my portfolio if you look at it just like first value it definitely has more than like three etfs on it because i was just like trying things out and seeing what what sticks how do you do your research what are some of the tools that you use to do the research um we spoke a bit about social media is that something that you use as well so i'm, I'm keen to know what kind of research you do where do you find some of your information when deciding which etf to go with next or maybe even which industry to go with next i really don't like hype <laughs> so i don't take any advice from like uh social media although i will say like there's a lot of like really good people out there that are sharing really valuable information i just feel that if you go by social media it's just it puts you so much risk because you don't know what that person's financial situation is what their risk tolerance is you know they could be putting in two hundred thousand rands in, into the stock and that's nothing for them but maybe you're putting in all your money in it you know um so i really try not to go by like social media and the other really nice thing about my strategy is that i don't necessarily switch etfs regularly so unless something like my income goes up and then i realize that actually i don't want to put too much money towards this one etf i want to introduce a new one then i'll go out and actually look for for a new etf and in that scenario what i do is i really just go like this the etf 
USA website. That's a really, really good website to look at. They literally have all the exchange rate funds in, in South Africa. I think you can even filter by like industries, see the different ETFs there. Always start with the minimum disclosure document. And I think beyond that, it's really important to also maybe check out the individual companies that are within that ETF. It is like the top 10 or something so that you get an idea of what exactly those companies are about. So that's really like my entire process. It's really not complicated. I don't do like Excel formulas <laughs> and things like that. Um, that's pretty much all I do. And like once I do that, like I'm, I'm happy. I just decide how much I want to invest in it every month. Um, set up a debit order and I kind of sit back enjoy life oh man I, I love how simple it is because i think sometimes people overcomplicate it when they're trying to figure it out so for instance with me i do have some etfs in my portfolio and i just use the easy um etfs where i can just then filter and try and find something that suits my investment strategy so i'm 100 with you do not overcomplicate it and make it very very crazy so i like that approach because like i said i'm very lazy as an investor myself uh, i've got another random question for you right Tando if you could have a sneak peek into somebody else's portfolio who would it be and why uh I feel like this is more because I'm, I'm like a very big fan of her um mm -hmm. but Sam Backby singer um who wrote uh, manage your money like a grown-up mm -hmm. absolutely love her I think when I finally meet her in my lifetime I'll probably like fangirl <laughs> her out <laughs> But I'd love to get like a sneak peek into her portfolio because I feel like she's kind of done the financial independence thing as well um, with the lifestyle that she's living. I know she's not currently living in South Africa, but I would love to see what what she's putting her money in. Uh, you're actually the first person to mention her and I've thought about her. Lo, I wonder what's in there. <laughs> Alrighty, that's nice. So, Tando, to those who are, are new to investing, they're listening to the episode, perhaps they've already been following you, following your journey, they're hearing about FIRE, they're hearing about ETFs. What advice do you have for them who are new to investing and are maybe even afraid to, to take that first step? Investing for me personally and for like people that are around me um, was always kind of portrayed as this thing that rich people do. It wasn't really portrayed as something that everyone should indulge in. So I, I, I definitely understand the hesitation and the whole idea of, oh, maybe I need to have some investing degree, some finance degree or something like that to, to get it. But first of all, like you, like you were saying just now, is it's really not complicated right like if they've been watching like my videos if they listen to this podcast they already know that it really doesn't need to be complicated right and beyond that point it's really just pulling the trigger right and you don't have to start investing with your hundreds of thousands of rands if you're nervous you can start by off with your, your 1000 rand see how things go then start putting in more as you gain as you gain confidence but i think it's really important to not get stuck on the whole education phase of it because you will always have more to learn as you go along but if you're doing it as you learn the better because you're getting time in the market and that's one of the most important things when it comes to investing is actually getting getting your foot in the door and like starting you know because compound interest does need time so you don't want to wait for too long but you also I understand if you're nervous, so start with those with those small amounts. Um, so yeah, just just pull the trigger, guys. What's the worst that could happen? 
Mm, get a little bit of skin in the game. So I absolutely love that. Uh, in terms of your stock watch list, and I'm assuming there's a number of ETFs, what are you currently thinking about maybe buying? Or there's something that you've been like, hey, but this one, I'm keeping my eye on. Are there any ETFs or stocks that you're keeping your eye on? Unfortunately not, because I feel like that would be so exciting if I did have some. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I definitely have been considering investing a little bit of money in like cryptocurrencies a little bit more because I have it, it indulged in the past before, um, but it hasn't been like a big part of my portfolio. So now if my income goes up, because we always want it to go up <laughs> this year, I might like, you know, give it a little bit of money into into like the crypto market. Um, my exposure right now was with the, I absolutely love the the, the ETF that Easy Equities has. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called EC10. Um, that kind of gives you a broad exposure into, into the crypto market. Absolutely love that. So I'm kind of playing around with those with that idea trying to learn as much as i can about cryptocurrencies um before i invest anything into it it'll probably be a very very small percentage of my portfolio but i think it's worth having exposure um in it Oh man, Tando, thank you so much for, you know, cooking up a great portfolio, letting us in to your investment strategy, to your best performing ETF, you know, to the key ingredients to how you build your portfolio. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stepo. This was fantastic. And for those who, who want to catch up with you on social media, they want to see your YouTube channel, where do they where do they get in touch with you? Oh man, all you have to remember is my name. So if you go on Twitter and Instagram, just search for it's tandon Lovu and you will find me on youtube i'm also tandon Lovu and you'll find everything about me well not everything of course <laughs> all my personal finance um content you'll also find like my digital nomad content as well because i'll be introducing that too do check me out love i love seeing you people in my community absolutely love it and that's how we cook up a great portfolio Thank you for pressing play on the Easy Does It podcast. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.